Welcome to the Coaching for Leaders podcast with intuitive life coach, Dave Shep. Dave pulls from his corporate experience and a bit of new age woo-woo to help you find your own personal power and step up to lead others. Listen in for help merging your physical, emotional, and spiritual life to reach your full potential and live your passion. Let's get started. Here is your host, Dave Shep. Hi, leaders. How's it going this week? So today, I want to thank you very much for being here. I wanted to talk a little bit about the second part of my year-long coaching program today and see if just by listening to this podcast that maybe some of this stuff is going to resonate with you, give out some information here that might make help you make a change in your life. Um, and, and again, none of this is anything new. You guys have all heard this before, but I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to say it in a way that might resonate. Uh, or challenge your beliefs, or maybe push you outside your comfort zone a little bit. Uh, because I think that is something that uh, that we all need, you, you know, and, and that is definitely the job of the coach, is to always be able to push you outside your comfort zone. Uh, it, sometimes it can be kind of messy, sometimes it can be kind of frustrating. But it, it really is uh, something that that is important, because a lot of us don't do that for ourselves. A lot of us stay inside that little comfort area. And the only time that we want to we want to push ourselves out is when things kind of get un- uncomfortable by the environment or by other people, but we don't really take ourselves out of it too much. Um, and that's something we all need to work on. So when, when you work with me, the first, uh, according to my, la- my last podcast, we talked about what happens the first couple months that you guys work with me. Then when we hit stage two, um, I call that like the building stage. It's the, it's the part where you start really believing in yourself. Uh, it's the part where once we've addressed a, a lot of internal issues that we really claim our personal power. You know, we'll work together. We're going to take your personal power and claim it and take it back from others that you've given it to. Because... A lot of us have someone, maybe multiple someones or something or multiple some things in our life that we give power to. You know, we give power to our cell phone. We give power to our mom. We give power to our boss. We give power to our spouse, power to our best friend. Uh, And a lot of that comes in the form of, you know, what will they think of me? Will they be ashamed of me if they know something about me? Um, You know, I'm trying to please them. Um, there, there's just many, many different reasons and whys that we give up our personal power. A lot of it has to do with self-confidence, self-esteem, um, you, you know, and and that that's a lot that hopefully by the time that we move into the second part of a program, we've, we've battled all of that. And now we're just to the point where we're just going to reclaim our personal power. We're going to get rid of those toxic relationships and the toxicity that really holds us back because you can sit here probably while you're listening to this podcast and think of about, you know, one to two people in your life who are toxic, who do have your power. And you're wondering why, why, why do they have it? Why do I feel that I need to please them? Why do I need to do what they want to do? 
So when you're living in integrity, when you're living an authentic life, when you're living with your, within your values, that is when you can claim your personal power. You begin speaking your truth. I had a funny conversation the other day with um, my cousin and I was talking about speaking your truth and he's like, well, my level of speaking my truth depends on how much bail money I have in my bank account. And I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> so that was definitely uh, something that, that took me by surprise when he said it, but it was, it was really hysterical. But, you know, it's the truth. We, we have to be able to, to speak our truth, but we also need to, to be, when we're assertive and we're speaking our truth, we need to just do what true assertiveness is because assertiveness is simply standing up for yourself, standing up for your rights, setting your boundaries and not making the other person feel small. That is true assertiveness. That's assertiveness communication 101. You know, you can be passive communicator. You can be a passive aggressive communicator. You can be an aggressive communicator, or you can be assertive. And assertive is what everyone should strive for. Because an assertive person is a calming influence. An assertive person is so grounded within their personal power and within their self-worth and within their self-respect that they have decided that, hey, I am not going to take this shit any longer and I'm going to call you out on it. However, I'm going to call you out on it in a way that does not make you feel small or engage in any kind of combative arguments or, or conversations or, or backlash. You're simply explaining, hey, boundaries, this is not a good conversation for us to be having. I want you to change the topic of the conversation because it's getting very uncomfortable. And, you know, you, know, you just, you really go into prioritizing you and making sure that no one can impeach your integrity. No one can impeach your values. No one can take your personal power. And this is a lot of what we work on in this part of my program. I talk a lot in this part of my program too, about routines, about how important they are. And you know, routines and, you know, setting up your calendar and prioritizing and, and doing all of these things has always been something that people struggle with, you know, time management in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> a lot of people have, um, you know, if you're a good leader, you have a team, you know, and, and you have someone on your team who's really good at prioritizing time, ma time management organization. And that, that kind of helps you out. So in this part of the program, we talk about building our support system. What is it that we can do within our support system to kind of fill in the holes. You know, I, I really like that. When, when I am part of a team, I think of it kind of like the military. You know, when, when you have your, um, you, the different people in the unit that have different responsibilities. One is in charge of communication. One is a medic. You know, one is in charge of the, the ammo. You, you know, just all these different things that they have, but together they form a team. And you want to do that when you're a leader as well. You know, if you're not good at something, identifying what you're not good at and find someone who is good at that and include them on your team, give them the responsibility, empower them. And that fills in that gap so that your, your team doesn't have the gap. And that is a good rule of thumb for any good leader who embraces their personal power, who knows their strengths and their weaknesses. You know, and, and that is something that is really, really integral in making sure that you have a good team and that you're a good leader. 
So by building that support system, removing the toxic people from your support system and making sure that the one that you're building is incredible. The other thing that we talk about in this part of my program is basically, are you an all? And when I say all, it's A-W-E. Um, you know, are you in all of your life and are you in all of what you do? And, you know, the way that I, I think of all is the A would be authenticity. You know, are you authentic? Uh, the W is, you know, I call it wonder. So are you living a life in of wonder? Is the experience wondrous to you? Does it bring you wonder? You know, is it like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. You know, that type of thing. And then the E in all, um, I usually think of for excitement. You know, is it exciting? Does it excite me? Does it, it just make my, my blood pressure go up because it's so much fun or, or exciting? And in a lot of ways, you know, my heart races, all these things. So when I think of all, you know, is it authentic? You know, does it, is it something that is wondrous and, and is it exciting? You know, and. And a lot of times with wonder, it's that unbelievable, like, oh my God, did this just happen? Did this really just happen? You know, that that's kind of how I think of wonder. Because it, it, it's like, it's so amazing to, you know, just to experience that. And when you can sit back and you can take inventory of your life, take inventory of all the things going on in your life, and you are in all, it's a really good life. And it is amazing. The other things that I talk about in this program are, you know, you know, I talked last week about quieting that inner voice, uh, the, the inner asshole that says you're not good enough. Because once we conquer that, when we get to this phase of my program, we really do expect good things to happen. And a lot of my clients are amazed at this kind of transformation, this transition, because a, a lot of a lot of leaders always are on guard. They're always protected. They're sitting back thinking, okay. Let's do some threat assessment. We're going to figure out, you know, what's going to screw up, what's going to happen, who's going to, you know, who's going to let me down, all these kind of things. And we live in that area and it's, it's that gray area. And, and it's one of those things where thoughts becomes reality or, you know, we're kind of setting ourselves up. We're doing self-sabotage. But when you release all that and we talk about that and I teach how to expect good things to happen you really start to believe not only in yourself, but you start to believe in others. You start to believe in infinite possibilities. You start to believe in your support system. You believe in your desires. You believe in your routines. You believe in other people. You know, you believe in your values. So this is all the things that once you quiet that inner voice, that, that this is how great life can be. Because once you have mastered self-esteem, that's when you're able to master self-respect. You cannot have self-respect if you do not have self-confidence, self-esteem. You can't. You know, you, you have to have the self-esteem and the self-confidence in order to have self-respect. And then when you have self-respect, you're able to set boundaries, and teaching this and, and showing this has been one of the greatest gifts that, I, that I've been able to give people in so many ways. Because there are so many leaders who constantly work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. They feel like they can't take a vacation. 
you know, all, all of the, these different things. But when you learn to ex- expect good things to happen, when you learn to set boundaries with your team, when you learn to hold them to a certain level of expectation and, and hold them accountable and do the proper training and the proper, proper follow-up, and you set these boundaries that people know that they cannot cross, your life gets better and you start having this, this peace at work that you know, okay, I can take a vacation or, hey, I can go ahead and leave and go home and spend time with my family and kids. Um, and, and this is all great things because you've set boundaries and you're learning to be direct. And this goes to that passive-aggressive communication I was talking about earlier. An assertive person is very direct. And you can be assertive and still care because part of being assertive is you're, you're direct, but again, you don't want to make anyone feel small as you're communicating with them. I know some aggressive communication where the person is very direct and they don't care about the person and they don't care about their feelings. They just, you're, you're here, you're being paid to do a job. This is what I want you to do. Just do it. End of story. That's an aggressive type leader. An assertive type of leader says, Hey, how are you? How was your day? How was your weekend? Okay, let's get let's get into it. Do you have any questions for me? This is our task that we need to accomplish. Are you set up for success? Do you have everything that you need? Is there anything you don't understand that I can that I can show you? I'm here if you need me. Now go kill it. You know that that that's the that's the difference in, in understanding what people need because you are there to knock down walls for them. When I've been part a, mem- a part of a team, literally, I knock down walls for my team so that they they flourish. If they have personal issues, I give them the time off that they need or whatever. If they need to go to the doctor or if they have, they have problems with the kids or even, even if it's something long-term, I need to alter their schedule or, or whatever so that they can take care of that and get their job done. I've always been very flexible with that. And it comes into that servant leadership where, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm going to make sure that they are taken care of so that they can do their job. I knock down walls. If they're meeting resistance inside the company because there's too many, too many, too much red tape going on, then I will be glad to knock that, knock down that wall as well. If it's a, a customer or a client and that there's some kind of a problem, there's a product problem, there's a vendor problem. I get involved and I fix the problem so that my employee can do their job. Because there's a lot of times that an employee, they don't have the authority or they don't have the understanding of how to knock something down. And if it's something that could take you five minutes might take them a week to figure out. So having that good communication, hey, you know, what's going on? Well, I'm having this problem. Okay, what are you doing to fix it? And, and you ask them, how, what are they doing? If you feel that they're, they're fine and, and they're on the right track, let them go at it. But if, if they say to you, well, I think this is what I want to do, but I'm not sure, then you can coach them and you can help them. And if it's something that is above their pay grade or above their skill level, then you knock that down for them so that they can go back on track. All you're doing is resetting them, putting them back on track. But you have to be aware and you have to be able to feel comfortable enough and feel vulnerable enough in your power to let them come to you and say, Hey, I'm having this problem. 
whenever people would come to me and, and say, Hey, I, I have a problem. I would say, well, you know, tell me the problem. Now, what do you think you should do? I asked them, how are they going to fix it? Sometimes they're right on the money. Sometimes I had to do a little bit of course correction, a little bit of coaching. Other times it's like, Oh wow. Yeah. That's something that I really need to handle. Um, and thank you for bringing it to my attention. Let me take care of it. When it's done, I'll get back to you. And again, I'm just being authentic. I'm not trying to make them feel bad that they can't handle it, but there are some times in a corporate organization where someone doesn't have the authority to do something that, you know, a leader would need to step in and do. The other thing that I teach during this part of the program is just how to say no. You know, no thank you is one of my favorite terms because if I don't want to do it, if it does not bring me all, if it doesn't, you know, if, if it doesn't offer me that, you know, the authenticity, the wonder, the excitement, I say, no, thank you. I do not want to do it. And I'm not going to. There are a lot of things that we have a choice that we just like, we can't say no. But once you really start respecting yourself and you set boundaries, you do understand that you can say no and that it's okay. So it, it's just a really, really good thing for you to be able to do is to say no. Whenever I, uh, I was teaching someone the other day about saying no because they were overcommitting to things. And when I looked at his calendar, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, so we, we went through, we did some, we did some teaching on, on what, I, you know, what, how to work his calendar. Um, I, you know, these guys are not a sponsor of my show, but they're one of the best companies I know. They're called Panda Planner, P-A-N-D-A Planner. You guys should look them up. They are really incredible. The, this planner is something that I love. It's definitely something that, that I use. Um, and then I'm one of those that I color code my calendar. So I have different color markers and pens. And, you know, whenever I color color code anything, um, it just it helps keep keep things clear for me. You know, so I taught someone how to do a calendar and, and we could, you know, it's, it's very simple. If they you don't want to use a paper calendar or a paper planner, they can just use an online one, you know, or an app. There's many different things that you can do nowadays based on your comfort level. But getting a calendar set up so that you can be more efficient is definitely something that, you know, we work on during this part of the program, too, because time management, uh, again, it, it adds to the authenticity. Because one thing that will really hurt you as a leader is if you're late all the time. If you show up five minutes late, 10 minutes late, 15 minutes late, it is a huge sign of disrespect to the other person. And a lot, you know, a lot of people don't teach that nowadays. So like, Hey, I'll show up at six. I show up at six, 15, six, 20, seven 30, you know? And what it is, is you're basically saying, Hey, I'm more important than you and your time doesn't matter. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to worry about it. I hate doing business with people like that. <laughs> and if I have a client that does that, if they're 15, 20 minutes late, they lose that time off of their, you know, off of their, their coaching time. I'm not putting up with that. No way. And that's a big thing is you as a leader, you need to make sure that your staff and your team show up on time. You need to set the example and you need to show up on time. It's a very, very big deal. I have a podcast. I believe it's episode six or seven, but it's called reclaiming your personal power. Um, so if that is something that interests you, um, just go back and look through my episode guide. 
uh, and and you'll see it. Uh, but it is definitely something. It was it was a good podcast. It's got a lot of reviews and a lot of feedback from it. Uh, so definitely that taking back that personal power is something that is going to be very beneficial to you. So one thing that I like to do when I record a podcast is, you know, set the intention that I want to get information out there. You know, it's free information. Um, and it, it's, I'm proud of that. I'm proud that I take the time every week to sit down and just talk for a little bit and to share my knowledge so that somewhere in the world, when you're sitting at home, you're laying in bed, you're driving, whatever, and you're listening to me, hopefully I can make an impact on your life that will change it for the better. But that's the intention that I set before I record any podcast. And I set intentions a lot when I do anything. You know, when I am going to work, when I'm, I'm going to vacate you know, on a vacation, or when I'm going to just take a day off, or when I'm going to spend time with family, I always set my intention of what I want to do that day or that hour or that moment because I think it's very important that I understand what I'm doing it for. If I'm going to go to the lake, I'm going to set the intention that I'm going there to have fun. So I'm not going to do any work. I'm going to go there to enjoy myself, relax, unwind, recharge. So I leave the cell phone in the car and I just go and I do my thing. I get the kayak out and I just go and enjoy myself and have fun. So intentions are very, very important for all that you do. If you're doing any kind of meditation, you want to set an intention prior to the meditation. If you're doing any kind of um, negotiation, definitely set the intention. One good thing about a negotiation that I've always teach people is that both parties at the end of the negotiation need to feel a little bit uncomfortable because that means that it was a good negotiation. If you leave a negotiation and you feel like that you won, that you scored, that you, that you nailed it, then basically you're taking advantage of someone. If you walk away from a negotiation and you feel like, oh shit, you know, what did I just do? I really messed up. I, I didn't get it. Then you let them have power over you. But when you walk away from a negoti negotiation and you're thinking, okay, well, I didn't get what I wanted, but I got this, this, and this, and I feel okay about that. And the other person was asking a lot and the other person had to make some concessions as well. That's a fair and authentic negotiation where there was integrity on both sides. And that's the kind of negotiation that you want to do as a leader, because that is something that you really, it makes a difference. Your integrity and your reputation is something that you should guard so strongly that no one can ever take it from you. It is the one thing that you have that you can control and you control it by acting with integrity, by making sure that you don't take advantage of other people, that your reputation is strong. You know, if you have a service-based business, you have reviews. If you sell products, you have product reviews, all these different things. But your reputation and your integrity are something that you should always, always guard. Another thing I talk about in this part of my program is basically just how to prioritize you. You know, do you prioritize yourself? It, it drives me crazy when I, I'm working with a, a new parent and they are letting themselves go, you know, and, and the dad is working 40, 50 hours. He comes home, he's doing everything, you know, at, at night, 
uh, for the family as well because he's got multiple kids and all these things. He's, and it's just, it's rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. On the weekend, it's all family. There's no time for you as a leader to unwind. There's no time as you as a person to be you. And the only way that you're ever going to be a good parent is if you put yourself first. And a lot of people do not understand that. And, and, and it is so important because you don't want your kids growing up saying that, you know, my dad was always tired. My mom was always tired because they did everything for us. They made all these sacrifices for us. That's not a good way. That's not a good way to lead by example. I would much rather have your children grow up and say, hey, my dad was strong. My mom was strong. They led a good life. They were very happy. They did things that fulfilled them. And because they were so happy, they made sure that we had a happy life and we grew up knowing how to take care of ourselves, knowing that we need to love ourselves, knowing that we are in our power. If you're a parent, that's what you want your children to say about you. So those are just some different things. I do have uh, an assertiveness guide. So I'm going to put the link to that in my show notes today. I'm also just going to put a link to my authenticity free class as well. Both of those items are free. So just download them. Uh, take a look at them. See if you like them. And I think that's it for this week. I hope you guys have a great week and I will talk to you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Coaching for Leaders podcast with Dave Shep. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you like the show, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you know someone searching for their life purpose, be sure to tell them about the show. Find Dave at facebook.com slash Dave Shep Consult and on Instagram at Dave Shep Consulting or visit the website at www.daveshepconsulting.com. We'll be right back.